Well, hello, this is Gary, and you're listening to Thinking Out Loud. Today, February 12th, 2021. Today, on this cold day in the Northwest, just warm enough to go for a run, though. Try to delve into the impeachment. The defense of Trump, if you want to call it that, is basically that it's unconstitutional to try a president, to impeach a president, after he's already no longer the president. However, uh, that defense is invalid because it was it's already been voted on. Um, the, the senators voted on whether or not to proceed, and they decided to proceed, um, basically on the grounds of whether or not the impeachment is even justified. So that particular defense has already it's already been nulled. So this, 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 that's not a defense. They're still trying to use it, but but it's invalid. You know, it's, it's incorrect. And I guess their other defense is um. Well, I guess just basically sort of denying reality. Um, saying that the video evidence, the documentary footage of the rioters, it was hearsay. Uh, no, 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 it's video evidence. Uh, yeah, no. It, it's evidence of the crime, video evidence. It's not hearsay. It's not someone saying they saw someone do something. It, it's video footage of the people doing the thing. And then the people ha- showing their face while doing the thing it's it's actually video evidence it's not hearsay at all um the problem is of course that none of this matters Uh, many of the republican senators have already made it clear that they're going to vote to acquit no matter what the evidence is Uh, donald trump has an r next to his name he used to have a d but over the last several years he's had an r and because of that um no level of uh, treasonous activity engaged in by the former president would warrant their um, disapproval in in at least a public form, you know, and, and at least an actual on an actual vote. Uh, they're very worried about their political futures. The uh, Republican Party has been taken over by MAGA, devout Trump, Trump supporting. God bless them. But, you know, sort of uh, working class people that have been led astray. Hillary Clinton referred to them as a basket full of deplorables. No, they're working class people that are trying to make it in this world. And they were manipulated by a con man. You know, it's what con men do. They con people. You know, yes, Donald Trump was a famous con man. So one would think it would make people less perceptible, susceptible to his con, to his schemes, you know, because that's what he's famous for, you know. He's not famous for being successful, that's the con. That, that's part of the con, is people believing that he was a successful businessman. No, no, no. When you bankrupt company after company after company, and your father has to bail you out, even when you inherit hundreds of millions of dollars, uh, you're not successful. When you lose more money than anyone, literally, in the entirety of the country for several years running, you're not a successful businessman. When you become the host of a game show simply because you're famous, famous for being a con man, and you're, you know, you're just hemorrhaging assets at the time, and but then because you become the host of a game show, money starts pouring in, Still, I wouldn't necessarily say that makes you a successful businessman. All that money has already been squandered and lost. You, you know, so he, he's not good with money. It's one of the biggest myths that, for whatever reason, people believe as fact about Donald Trump. That he's, like, good at what he does. He, he's good at promoting himself. And that's really it. He, he's good at self-promotion. Um, promoting himself so that he will benefit cares not of others. He probably doesn't even care that much for his own family. So, um, 
It's unfortunate that one of the two options picked him, uh, but it's really even more unfortunate that they're sticking with him, even after four years of evidence that he had no desire to be a legitimate president. He had no desire to lead the people. His desire was to be famous and to be adored by his cult-like followers. And, and that was his that was his agenda. You know, it, it wasn't leading the country. Uh, in the months leading up to his time in office coming to an end, he spent it complaining about the results in which he got his ass kicked. The people put, spoke pretty resoundingly. It wasn't even close. He did very well, yes, you know, in the overall rankings of presidential elections. He did really good. Second most all time. But again, he did second most all time. The person that got most all time was in the same election. So, yes, that person won. And his name is Joe Biden. Um, so, again, it, it's, it, Donald Trump did do very well, but not well enough. Uh, you, you don't become president by finishing in second place. Yes, he did the first time, but technically he won the Electoral College. But he didn't win it the second time. He lost. He lost both the popular vote and the Electoral College. Bing, bang, boom, done. Now, he could have spent his last few months, you know, accepting that, you know, and, you know, aiding and assisting with the transition of power. But he chose not to do that because that's just not who he is. He was unable to rise to the challenge. Um, he's just not that committed to the interests of America as a whole and is more concerned with his own personal longevity, personal wealth, and personal fame. And unfortunately, there's millions of people that just don't seem to understand that. God bless them. You know, don't wish them any ill will. It just, you know, you want them to stop doing that type thing. You know, it's just, it's frustrating. You know, how, how do people just stop supporting that guy? What they do instead you know, hopefully something peaceful, you know. <laughs> um, but we definitely need more political parties. Obviously, the people supporting Trump are not going to flee to the Democratic Party. Some did, but those were more the people that were lifelong Republicans that knew that, you know, Trump was not a Republican. So they, they couldn't just vote Republican simply because the guy had an R next to his name. I mean, is that really all that makes a person's political identity? Just putting a particular letter next to their name? But it appears for many that that is all, all they need. They got that letter. It, it conjures all kinds of, you know, positive views towards that person. You know, they, they have an R next to their name. So that means this, you know, it means they're pro gun rights or something, or, or is pro-small government, balanced budget, fiscal conservative. Okay, sure, believe whatever you want to believe. You know, that, that organization, what they do is they cut taxes for the wealthy and corporations, uh, and they make up various laws that benefit corporations, and then they cut funding to programs that benefit people that work for a living. Uh, none of those actions have any benefit to the working class people, regardless of what you look like or even what your political views are. Uh, you know, it, it benefits the wealthy and, and the corporations that those wealthy people own. And, and that's it. When they are in power too long, there tends to be an even bigger, massive wealth gap. And the wealth gap leads to a stagnating economy. Uh, inflation sometimes. Uh, higher rates of unemployment, uh, which forces sort of embracing of, uh, you know, democratic ideas, but those democratic ideas take too long sometimes, and people get frustrated, so they leap back to the Republican Party, who are promising, you know, job growth and economic growth with all their tax cuts and such, tax cuts that are primarily going to benefit the wealthy, the wealthy get wealthier, corporations get bigger. And those two groups, which is basically the same group, take over greater control of the economy. And the cost of living goes up. Yay. You know. Um, yeah. 
because every, every time the wealthy get tax cuts, they're, they're rarely, if ever, repealed. They just kind of keep going. Uh, and so there's always this you know, hunt to find the necessary funds to fund the necessary things, the things that need to be done. You know, the wealthy don't need more money. They, they have plenty. But, <coughs> but the people need to be able to eat. People need to be able to get to work. Need, they need to be able to have water to drink, you know. Um, and they need to have shelter. Th those are needs, not, not wants. People want, you know, the best versions of those particular things. You know, a way to get around, some sort of shelter, the type of food you eat. You want the best that you can get in your particular income level. But for many, even those basic needs are just not being met here in the United States of America, even though they are citizens and even though they are working. Just achieving those basic needs is extremely difficult, even if you're working full time. No, if you're able to work or want to work, need to work, but can't, it's just simply not an option. Uh, yeah, you're fucked, you, you know, that basically. Welcome to America. Yeah, supposedly survival of the fittest, but, you know, that if it hasn't been made abundantly clear over the last many decades, many of the people that are in the wealthiest, most affluent class who have exponentially more wealth than the regular person are not the fittest, you know. Some are, I suppose, you know, they created... Some created whole new industries, but their sort of stranglehold on that particular industry sort of limits innovation uh, because they sort of have uh, copyright sort of control over all the sort of basically an entire industry. Microsoft, for example, Bill Gates, you know, I think there's a, there has to be a certain limit and we have to find what that is, if not a limit, a sort of... Uh, net of some kind that uh, over a certain amount earned or over a certain level of wealth by an individual human being, there's a way to start funneling it back because it's all excess anyway. It, uh, you know, once you become a billionaire, a billion, one, uh, you're, you're done. You're, you're good. You are set for life and then some. Uh, you, you can never... You could decide to never work again. You could pay yourself a very lavish $10 million a month salary for the rest of your life, and the money will never run out. Very easily will never run out. So one billion is 1,000 million, so you could very easily pay yourself $120 million a year, and the money will never run out. Most likely, you're not going to spend all that money in a year, every year. So you'll just simply start accumulating more money anyway. Um, and that's just sort of the way it goes with massive amounts of money that individual humans, we sort of allow to have. Because we say that, and they say, that they, they earned it. If, if the entities that they own have to pay certain taxes and such, and if they have to pay a certain tax rate above a money earned in a certain thing, then that's what it is, you know. You earn what, it, you know, you're allowed to keep in your pocket, you know. I earn, me personally, works out to about 25 grand a year. Now, my gross wages are quite a bit more than that, but what I actually earn after taxes and fees and various other deductions, child support and whatnot, works out to about 25, 30 grand a year. That's what I'll probably earn about this year. That's what I earn, you know. It's other, you know, costs that have to be paid for, you know. And so... A lot of those wealthy people, they accrue a lot of costs that they are not properly paying for, and so they end up having to be paid for by the system. Or they are just simply put on the shoulders of the working class. You know, the working class simply have to work more to maintain the same quality of life, you know, in order to have that billionaire person's wealth go up. And that's really the true purpose of Amazon. 
It's, it's to make its billionaire founder more billions, because that's what it does. Jeff Bezos' fortunes grew exponentially during the corona, because there's people at home ordering stuff on Amazon. So Jeff Bezos personally benefits by far and away the most from people buying lots of shit on Amazon. Him and him alone. Is it a big deal that he's resigning? No, who gives a shit? He's just the founder. The company's already a company. It's established and it's a company. It doesn't really matter who's running it specifically. The thing kind of runs itself. It's the people that show up every day and do the job. That's what makes the company go. Of course, all those people will eventually be replaced by robots at some point in the near future. And then that huge, massive corporation will have massive amounts of money just pouring into it. A very tiny workforce that it pays in peanuts. And then a few execs and stuff. Uh, and then just pays little to nothing in taxes or because of various tax loopholes and such. You know, why? Why have that? Why not there be a ton of different places that you can buy things? You know, why does it all have to be at one spot? You know, the people love Amazon, but it's not really that great. You know, we can, we can do better. And is it really that much of an inconvenience to have to go to different places to buy different types of things? It's not, but anyway. Republican policies are all about benefiting those specific types of companies, large cap companies, huge massive companies, making sure those companies can get even bigger, even if it means eliminating all competition in smaller communities. So there's virtually no small business at all. That's fine and dandy with them. Because uh, those corporations, the people that run them, the people that own them, give lots and lots and lots of money to those people with R's next to their name. Now, some of those corporations also give money to the people with D's next to their name, too. So you got to be careful. You can't just leap to the Democratic Party simply because the R's are awful through and through. They've, and they've kicked it up a notch over the last few years. They doubled down on the Trump thing. And now they're basically tripling down. You know, they, they have a kind of a chance to get out of jail free here type thing. All they got to do is agree that, yes, what Trump did on January 6th crossed the line. What he did then was too far. Okay. He, he encouraged his supporters to go march down to the Capitol and to fight. Yeah. And, and that's what they did, you know. He knows what's in his crowd. He knows what his crowd is composed of. He knows what kind of people are in the group. You know, he knows what he was doing. Yes, he's pretty stupid, but he's not that stupid. You know, and at some point, his his ignorance just can't really be an excuse if if he's pleading ignorance. You know, um, you know, he, he encouraged his followers, who are devout and loyal to the man for whatever reason. God bless him. You know, what, why people go down paths like that, it's, you know, it doesn't really make a whole lot of sense, you know, especially people that are going to church every Sunday and stuff. I, I just don't get it. It doesn't, it doesn't compute, you know. He's about as far removed from what you should be doing as a Christian as, as one can get, you know. He, he's not the way. Uh, and it... And if you're not a wealthy person and you try to emulate Trump's life, uh, you're going to end up in jail or dead. So don't don't try to do what he's done. You know, he, he was born wealthy. So there's a different set of rules that apply to him. Um, those people that invaded the Capitol, they're going to go to jail. Some of them, you know, <laughs> they're not wealthy. They're not Donald Trump. He, he was born into wealth. So, yes, although he told them to go do that. And they genuinely thought that he was sent by God to, you know, some of them genuinely think that. Again, God bless them. You know, I don't know how someone gets to that kind of thing where they think someone like Trump. You know, it, it's unfortunate, but you know, that's not really an excuse to go commit, you know, treason and, and aggravated murder, you know. The, the cop who died was beat to death with a flagpole or a fire extinguisher or whatever. That's, that's aggravated murder. Uh, you know, you know 
The people that committed those crimes, they're going to jail. And some of them probably for the rest of their life. If there's, you know, overwhelming, you know, beyond a reasonable gap, doubt that they committed a particular crime. Um, the fact that, you know, some other guy, you know, encouraged them to do it. That's not going to mean that they get away with it. No. Even if Trump faces some consequences for encouraging people to go do that, that doesn't mean that those people get away with it. Uh, no. Now he, at, at best, you know, he's probably going to face the consequence of not being able to be, to hold public office again. Uh, what kind of criminal, you know, it's hard to say because he's an extremely wealthy white man. Although he doesn't pay his bills, including his attorney fees. And so now he's kind of with the C team now. But again, like I said if before, it doesn't really matter because most of the Republicans have already declared that they are going to acquit the president no matter what the evidence is. So the, Demer, the uh, defense counsel for Trump came out and just kind of rambled on for a while and proved nothing. Um, their main defense is invalid. You know, so they, they have no defense because there's nothing to defend and because there is no hearsay. It's video evidence. It, it's all on the record. It's public knowledge. Donald Trump encouraged his followers to commit riotous acts against the Capitol. Yeah, the president of the United States encouraged treason. The former president of the United States who lost the election and spent months saying it was fraudulent with no proof. His attorneys attempted to have cases, but then once they got in a, you know, a courtroom in front of a judge, they did have to admit that it was not, it was not, it was not a fraud case. Yeah, if you lie in a courtroom, that's called perjury and that's a crime. So, yeah. Um, the whole thing that he was trying to rev up, Trump was, over the last few months of his, was all a fraud. And that's a fact. It's not an opinion. Yeah, Tr Trump was lying because he's a con man. And, um, you know, um, it, it's really up to the MAGA folk, you know. And, and the, really the, the people that have been lifelong Republicans that maybe never fully bought into Trump, I know that they're out there. They got to be. There's got to be because there's a reason to vote Republican. And usually it's because you're a conservative. Donald Trump's not a conservative, obviously. He's a fascist. That's not conservative. He's not, cons he's not a conservative person in, in any way, shape, or form, obviously. He doesn't represent Christian values, obviously. It's, it's, it's almost too obvious. It's like embarrassingly obvious. So it, it makes you look foolish, you know? If you're claiming certain things as Republican and you've been saying them for a long time, and then you also sh sort of sheepishly admit that you still support Trump or something. You, you know, if, you, if you're a lifelong Republican, you don't have to flee to the Democrats or whatever. In fact, it's good to have some kind of counterpoint. Would not like it if there was, if the, the conservative side just went away. You need the conservative side, but the conservative side needs to be the logical, rational side, you know sort of left side, right side of the brain type thing. You know, the left side could be more dreamy or whatever, and uh, uh, I don't know, progressive, you know, progressive, moving forward, innovative, and all that sort of engineering type thing, creating prosperity for all, focused on that. And the right side could be sort of the logical, rational sort of... Uh, Nuts and bolts of how to get there, I guess. You know, the counterpoint. But working in cohesion. I mean, that would sort of be sort of the idealistic view. Where the, the two sides have different ways of sort of getting things done. And different ways of presenting the information. But they, in the end, they still want the same thing. It is sort of united country. A country that benefits the whole. Uh, but the two sides are just not that right now you know one side the republican side is is primarily focused on the interest of about two percent of the population now a huge portion of the people that support republican refuse to admit this 
and genuinely believe that the Republicans in the Senate and et cetera are passing laws that genuinely benefit those people's day-to-day -day lives. You know, but, but they're not. You know, making sure the roads are made, it's the little things that count, you know. Making sure the food you eat has been inspected. It doesn't have E. coli and shit in it, you know. Making sure the roads you drive on are paved, well-maintained and stuff like that. Making sure the air you breathe is clear and clean. Making sure when you get sick, you can go to a hospital and get better. Making sure the school you send your kids to is there. And there is one to send them to. You know, that the teachers are well paid and all that sort of thing, etc., etc., etc. Those are the things that have a direct impact on your day-to-day -day life. A lot of the stuff the Republican Party talks about as things that benefit the working class people just don't. They, they don't really have any relevance. Tax cuts for the wealthy. That's not going to affect you, regular person. Your tax tax rate going down by 1% is not really going to be that significant for most people. It, it's relatively minor because it's going to be spread out over every check. I'd replace that with just the right to go to a hospital or to see a doctor whenever I need to see a doctor and not have to shell out any cash. What a novel idea. Just fund healthcare clinics, hospitals accordingly so that when people get sick, they go to those places and then get better. Yeah, why not? Seems very logical and rational. It's just a number. What do you need to come up with, you know? We, how many hospitals do we need to take care of 300 plus million people? And there's various population centers where there's more densely populated, so we should probably have more there, you know. That's it. And same with schools. And same with, you know, all schools, public universities, any public university. Sure, you would still have private universities, so those would be different. They'd be private. You'd have to have the come. So those would be the places that the exclusively wealthy people could go, unless those private universities want to give out scholarships. That would be their prerogative. But yeah, all public universities would be publicly funded. So if you want to go there, you would apply. And if accepted, you would go. No, you don't have to shell out any money for your tuition and books. That would all be part of, you know, the publicly funded school. Yeah. Again, you'd still have to be accepted. But yeah. So it would be the basics. It's still a small government. You know, it's just... Everyone has access to certain opportunities. If you choose not to pursue those opportunities, that's your choice. And that's your right. You want a, a big rebate because you chose not to go to school? Why? What, what, what did you specifically contribute? Well, that's not how it's going to go. It would just be like, a you know, we just tax appropriately. If we have to create specific taxes to fund certain specific things, you know, federally... But really, just you, you create certain appropriate tax rates, and then you raise the rate pretty dramatically for the wealthiest 2%. And then you just, you know, fund things accordingly. Raise money as needed to fund projects that need to happen. So we need to make sure that people are getting proper schooling, that people have access to health care, people get around safely and such. That's important. That's kind of the basics. You need to make sure that people... Have access to food that the food that's being harvested is harvested safely and all that sort of thing and healthily and yeah, those are all small government things. It's all small, small in focus. It's just raising the appropriate funds to do those things. Some of it will be through contracting, so we'll raise funds and those funds, yes, will go to a firm of some type. Some will be government run agencies that just simply do the work directly yeah there's still going to be plenty of people that just do their own thing and whatever and there's still capitalism and all that yeah yes yeah making sure that people can go to a doctor when they're sick or get as much education as they want doesn't mean that everyone makes the same amount of money it doesn't mean that every penny you make is taxed no you still have plenty of discretionary income in fact, you'd have more. But, you know. Anyway. I think...
now that the uh, Republican Party is it, just so ridiculous now. It's so absurd. It, it's almost a farce just how out there they are now, you know. One of their own is now a QAnon. You know, they got the QAnon cult is now in the House of Representatives. You know, one of them QAnon folk. God bless them. But, oh my goodness. Wow, you know. But they actually infiltrated the government now, you know. They got at least one. Now she was removed from her position. So that's saying something, sort of, kind of. But the House is controlled by the Democrats now. So there's still quite a few Republicans that stood by her, you know. It's about, it's just, we're in a precarious situation as, as a country. Because it's, uh, it was four years of a sort of completely illogical, surreal, you know, time of president trump being in office that was just crazy and so like the crazy illogical surreal world just sort of got normalized and we got sort of used to it and uh kind of uh for many i think it's kind of lost track of how crazy it is some of the stuff that trump and his followers are about it's pretty out there So needless to say, there's not a whole lot of faith that the Republicans, or at least the majority of them, or enough of them, during this second impeachment of Mr. Trump, are going to take it seriously and choose country over party. Um, I have my... You know, there's hope that enough of them will indeed choose country over party. And hold Mr. Trump accountable. And then, you know, if they get primaried, then they get primaried. You should get primaried. Anyway, you know, you should welcome the challenge, you know. Rise up to it. Face it, you know. Shouldn't make a career out of being a politician. That's a, I think that's a poor choice. A career in public service, sure, but, you know. I don't know how those people do it. It's crazy. But it's obviously a lot of power and prestige and all that sort of thing. And it's uh, hard to let go. And uh, some of them, but many of them have had their uh, claws on that power in D.C. Way too long and they need to go. You know, that, meaning they just need to be voted out. You know, the, the people in the areas where they're from, Ted Cruz in Texas. People in Texas got to stop voting Ted Cruz, man. You guys love people with R's next to their name. There's got to be somebody else in the whole of Texas with an R next to their name that's better than Ted Cruz. I mean, it's a big state. It's kind of their, you know, it's kind of the thing in Texas. Everything's bigger, you know. So, I mean, if you got to have a person with an R next to your name, if you're from Texas, there, there's got to be someone in the whole of Texas, in the all of Texas, with an R next to their name that's a better human being than Ted F. and Cruz, man. You know, there, there, there's got to be. You know, if you just have to have a person with an R next to their name, you know. I'm less particular, although for me personally, in the year 2021, if you're proudly putting that R next to your name, it, it, it only leaves me with a lot of questions and concerns about your uh, viability as a representative of my and anyone like me, these interests, you know. Do you represent the Trump ethos, you know, fascism, or no? And if no, why are you still a Republican, you know? So, in the year 2021, I cannot vote Republican. I can certainly vote for someone that maybe used to be, and out of principle left the organization and is now kind of, you know, a politician without a home type thing. They don't have a party they can join. They're not just going to jump to the Democrats because that's kind of a different thing. So where do they go? You know, but 
those kinds of politicians are the only kind of Republicans that I would be interested in, even considering, is ones that left that organization, because it went too far. The Republican Party allowed itself to be taken over by too far of an extreme. No. Some in mainstream media, which is actually corporate media, will claim the same thing has happened to the Democrats, and there's some sort of, but th this is untrue, yeah, you know. Um, progressive values isn't really leftist thing. It's not really storm the embassy type thing. It's not really storm the capital type. It's we should be able to get health care and education and, and we should make sure the roads are safe to drive on. And, and we're going to all march in the street and keep continuing to say that day after day after day, month after month. We should stop having people murdered by cops. And again, the message will just be stated over and over again. Black Lives Matter. Big, big and small cities throughout the country over and over, day after day, month after month. Just stating that message and over and over. Sometimes more vocally, but rarely if ever through violence. Now, because there's so many people in a gathering marching for a particular cause that's clear and obvious... There will be these other people who are not part of that movement who will use the cover of that movement to create chaos and anarchy. These people are anarchists. They're not part of the movement. They're anarchists. They're not part of the movement. They're anarchists. Those anarchists causing damage to city property under the guise of the Black Lives Movement were not part of the Black Lives Movement. And that should be pretty clear and obvious, but people get confused. They kind of want to glob all the people that are left of the Republicans in one big massive blob. And it's the reality is, it's the vast majority of people. <laughs> yeah. The vast majority of people, even people who vote Republican, fall into the swath of working class. Yeah. You know, working for a living. The group that the Republican Party represents in actual practice, in actual vote, are the wealthiest 2%. Yeah. But they've been able to convince enough of the working class, spread out in just the right way across the United States of America, that they're not that, that there's something else, that they are Christian values, small government, etc., etc., etc. Even though they nominated, and they nominated a second time, a candidate running on fascism. He was running on fascism, he just didn't use the word. He gave subtle hints, and not so subtle hints, Mr. Trump did, about his fascist intentions, which is not conservatism, and certainly not small government. It's a very big government. It's an intrusive government. It's an oppressive government. It is the scariest form of government there is. The opposite of small. So, what the Republican Party is now in the year 2021 is not what it was professing to be for many years, even though, obviously, for people like me, I already had my doubts anyway. But they just, they went even further, and they went too far. So if your principles are small government, conservatism, Christian values, balanced budget, and all that sort of thing, individual liberty, that's a big one too. Republicans used to spout quite a bit, individual liberty. If those are your core principles, the organization for you is certainly not the Republican Party. It's probably more the Libertarian Party. There should be more of an exodus of the Republicans who are Republicans and not Trumpists to the Libertarian. If your principles are small government, fiscal conservatism, and all that sort of thing, blah, 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 blah. And I'm dismissive of such things, yes, to a certain degree, because I'm a hippie liberal. And, you know, believes in universal health care, public education as a right, and that sort of thing. Investment in infrastructure, investment in the people. And that, therefore, investing in the people would have the greatest benefit to our society, because our society is the people. It's not the estates of the wealthy. As fancy as they are, and they're very pretty, and we're all very impressed with their success and all that sort of thing. Yes, that's not what defines us. You know, it's not how big the mansion is that the wealthiest person in America lives in. No, that's not what defines us. You, you know, it's how the working class live. It's what our lives are like, the working class.
So there has to be options for people who are true working class people, true working class conservatives beyond Republicans. And those those Republican senators that were going to acquit Mr. Trump have to be held accountable by voting them out. That that's how you do it in a democracy. That's that's how it works. You you vote out the people. And if you can't do it, then help out in other places around the country and, you know, lend a hand in other places, you know, where, you know, you can have some sway by, you know, helping people vote and by voting. You know, you can only vote in one place, but yeah. You can certainly join campaigns and help campaigns and stuff in other places. Contribute money in places other than your own. That's that's what you can do. That's how democracy works. You can speak out. I'm participating in democracy just by recording this podcast. You can make your views known. Speak out. March. Definitely vote. Always remember to vote. Contribute to campaigns. Participate in the campaign. You know, become an activist in various things. This is how it goes with democracy. It's not you get to violently overthrow the government because the person that you voted for lost and lost badly and you're upset about it. We understand that you're upset. We were very upset when your guy won in 2016, even though he lost. He was awarded, he was awarded the presidency anyway, even though more of us voted for the other person. And that's just the reality of what happened in 2016. Donald Trump lost the popular vote. He lost the will of the people. You know. Now, yes, it was only about three million. Only, you know, only three million people in this country. Only three million of our votes did not count. Basically, that's really what it is. You know, the electoral college is dumb and stupid, and we should have outlawed it years ago. But. It is still the law of the land. So he won it fair and square or whatever in 2016. It's That's the law that's on the books as of then. You know, and yes, we were all very upset to it and we took to the streets. But no, no, we didn't attempt, attempt to violently occupy the Capitol building or start overthrowing state governments and such. No, we were upset. But, you know, people just started speaking out. You know, started contesting this thing. For whatever reason, good, smart people went with Trump. And they don't realize how bad it makes them look. You know, highly respected people. You know, people I went to college with. People I admired and looked up to. And basically, simply because they've been Republican their whole life, they stuck with being Republican. Even when Republicans voted for Trump. You know, so what do you really stand for? You know, I thought I knew, but now I don't. Because Trump is what he is. There's nothing to hide behind. You know, there's no pretending he's not a racist because you can show a photo from the early 80s of him holding in a certificate. That doesn't prove he's not a racist. You know, sorry. You know, um, you can't claim free speech when he's inciting a riot. When he hears the riots happening and then he does nothing. And then he even sends out a tweet to his followers or saying how mad he is at Trump, or mad he is at Pence, and then say it's all just free speech, none of it matters. No, that's not what it is, that's not how it goes. You can't just say whatever you want, whenever you want, no matter what your level of responsibility is. No, you can't yell, fire in the crowded theater, that's the one that they always use an example, but uh, there was a better example used by Jimmy Kimmel, I think it was, the other day. He said something like, Trump would be like the fire marshal setting fire to, yeah, like, yeah, what was the example? But yeah, basically like setting fire to movie theater and then like having his firefighters go in to set fires to just, and then just not doing anything about it, not stopping anybody, just not putting out a fire, being in a position of power to, you know, stop fires, but actually instead starting a fire, you know, it's, 
the dude has to be held accountable. And if he can't be, then the Republicans that voted to quit him, they have to be voted out. It must happen. So, um, hopefully that comes to fruition, but obviously extreme doubts given that it's, you know, it's re Republican senators we're talking about here, you know, Mitch McConnell, Rubio, Jim Jordan, Gomer, you know, are those all the way, are those the House reps or the senators? There's McConnell, yeah, Senator Rubio, Cruz, yeah, just a bunch of a-holes, just, uh, oi. But one can remain hopeful, and if, again, any of those Republicans that have quit, if you're, you know, Christian values, fiscal conservatism, all that, small government, then you can't, you gotta vote them out. It doesn't mean you have to flee the Democrats. It's not binary. There are other options besides those two. We're just not, it's not presented that way, you know, but hopefully Trump starts finally for once in his life facing some consequences for his life of treachery. Uh, just an awful, awful human being. And, uh, but our country uh, rewarded him for being an asshole and uh, for being a cruel, ruthless person. We gave him more and more power for being more and more ruthless. And uh, people died because of his ruthlessness just a few weeks ago, including a police officer, and including a few of his, uh, the reason they only say the police officer's name is because the other four were, yes, his supporters. You know, and one of them might have even been shot by security. They were attempting to uh, invade the Capitol and to, uh, t you know, take senators as U.S. hostages. Um, needless to say, the Secret Service doesn't take too kindly that sort of thing. Um, the Capitol Police kind of use <sighs> amazing levels of restraint, maybe too much restraint. Obviously, as it's been said many times, if it was a different... The group invading the Capitol looked different, had a different color skin. It would have been, it would have been a massacre. It would, it, you know, dozens of people would have died at a minimum, you know. But if uh, those MAGA folk had, had broached, breached the Capitol any further, got into where the barricaded doors were, and there was Secret Service ready and armed and, and fully loaded, ready to respond to a extremely hostile threat. Yeah, some of those MAGA folks, more of them would have died that day. I don't know what specifically finally broke it all up, so it didn't go that far. But thankfully, it was only four of them. It had to, some of them had to have had some kind of jolt at some point, but the video of too many of them, they just look excited, gleeful. They really think, they genuinely think that what they're doing is noble and patriotic, attempting to overthrow the United States government. You know, because some famous con men told them to do it. And bless their heart, they genuinely think that con man was telling them the truth. Everyone else knew he was a con man, but a sucker's born every minute. Uh, as embarrassing it is for those folk, at some folk, at some point, those folks got to come to the realization. You know, you're conned, you're duped. It happens to all of us, at some point or another. This, for many of them, it was on full public display, and they were fully committed to it. Uh, the longer they admit that, or try to pretend like they weren't conned or try to pretend like Trump is some great guy. Yeah, the, the, the worst they look in history. History is not on their side. Mr. Trump was the worst president in our country's history, but he's the past now. We're trying to move forward, which means we have to hold them accountable. If we don't, this is a stale funk that's going to linger with us for a while 
you, you know. Um, so you have to hold them accountable. Again, the longer we don't we go without, um, the worse it makes us look, and the worse the MAGA folk look, the longer they end up sticking with them. Um, just, Trump really just doesn't care about those those folks, and uh, I wish I, I wish they knew that. I wish they could understand that so they could start doing things that actually do benefit their own interests. You know, some of those people risk their lives invading the Capitol because Trump told them to do it. And some of them did lose their lives and some of them are going to jail. For what? For Donald Trump? It's just the power of celebrity or something. I don't know. But hopefully... Uh, the years being this crazy will like jolt many of us out of it or something and you know but the corona and everything it's such a chaotic crazy surreal time that it will just sort of force a certain logical empathetic view of the world moving forward and we'll just because we're all we all went through this shit together or something you know but anywho hope everyone's staying safe out there Continue to wear a mask and abide by the social distancing stuff. And do what you need to do. For me, I'm laying low and going on runs in nice, real serene woods and staying working in a job where I work outside. Lots of space and wearing my mask whenever I do indeed go out in public. When it'll be that I'll get to be vaccinated, I don't know. Hopefully that ramps up quite a bit and it's more easily accessible soon and hopefully this cloud of uncertainty and whatever with the corona will soon dissipate and soon we can start living again and hopefully the country as a whole will start being a country that is a united country and the government will represent us the people one can be so hopeful So, stay safe out there. God bless. This is Gary. Think it out loud.